Welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Ashley. And this is Season 3, Episode 14, The One with Phoebe's Ex-Partner. When I first read the title, I was ex- I was confusing it with Phoebe's ex-husband. Same. And then I remembered we already did that. Yeah, we did with Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, Matt's favorite. Uh, a, a favorite of mine as well. <laughs> Everybody's favorite, Steve Zahn. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, so when... I'm sure he says other things too. He probably does, but doesn't he say that in like every single movie? Probably. It just, feels, so. it just feels very Steve Zahn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we kind of open up and they're at the coffee house and this Dolly Parton lookalike is singing... She is a Dolly Parton lookalike. I, I see I did her. Not That's all I notice. ever see is Dolly Parton. Like, you know, a How little funny. less boobs. But, um, Do you think she did that on purpose? I don't know. I also feel like she also kind of looks like – she doesn't really look like Lisa Kudrow, but they have, like, the same hair going on. Um, a little bit, yeah. But, yeah, she does have a Dolly thing going on. Hmm. Um. But, yeah, so she's singing, and Phoebe's visibly annoyed, and they think it's just because someone else is singing and she's jealous. But it turns out because they know each other from, like, their whole lives. Uh, su- surprise. <clears throat> the the surprise. coffee shop is packed as yeah, well. Hopping. They cannot get enough of Dolly Parton and the acoustic guitar. No, no. They are into it. Mm. Um. But Phoebe yeah, is not into it. She is not, and when she, she announces the Phoebe buffet, I wish we were really wish what we were still singing partners. Yeah. And Phoebe's like, "Oh, one of those search for the hidden meaning songs." Like, she's just so funny. Um, but yeah, she, you know, comes over and reveals that her and Phoebe used to sing together and all this stuff, and she left her to write jingles. Do you know, I was thinking um, when I was was watching this back recently, I was like, why didn't, I was like, okay, I can see Phoebe not wanting to do the jingle thing because it's like corporate sellout and that's not Phoebe. But then it's like, they're not super clear if she asked Phoebe to do it too, or if she just like took off to do it. It sounds like she just took off to do it. I would guess because... I feel like she says something in there like, you just left me or abandoned me or something like that. Yeah. And I'm wondering if she took some of their songs. They don't really say that, but kind of you would imply if they wrote and sang together, she probably took some of their songs and got that contract based on their work together. Right, right, Um, okay. But yeah, either way, it just sounds like she abandoned her. And, um, but yeah, it also isn't really Phoebe's vibe, right? Like kind of the corporate not at all well I love when she's like if I was doing this for the money I'd be a millionaire by now (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay Um, sweet sweet Phoebe but yeah so uh her friend keeps I think she's kind of annoying do you think she's annoying well she's super annoying when she's like um well yeah I was thinking and like squeaks but do you know who she is no no okay. idea. So it makes a little bit more sense, I think. Um, she's a voice actress, uh, and she was most popular as Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. Oh my gosh, why did I know you were going to say Rugrats? 
Maybe well, I knew this deep when down. When I said Tommy Pickles? No, no, before Tommy, t- as soon as you said voice actor. <clears throat> I think we've talked about this before. Have we? Okay. <clears throat> I didn't really remember Sweet. that, but I was like, she wasn't Angelica, was she? But, oh my gosh, that's, that's so, so funny. That's so funny because last night, last night, um, Ben was like, was she Angelica Pickles? And I was like, you had Rugrats here in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have assumed that apparently wasn't one of the things that made it, but apparently No, it did. I wouldn't have either, but apparently it did. I mean, I guess and it was Ben's very popular. So, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, so she was Tommy Pickles, who did have a bit of a squeaky, annoying voice. So I mm-hmm. guess where, where we're annoyed, you know, she did find a way to commercialize that one. Right. Um, but even when she, like, is always, that. like, uh, waving with her finger, she's like, okay, don't get mad. Oh. Or like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. can we do this? Like, she does it a lot. Like, I feel like she should teach preschool. Yeah, she's being very cutesy. Yeah, very cutesy. So, yeah, she annoys me a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so she keeps calling her, wants to get back together, all this stuff. Phoebe's not interested. But, obviously, Phoebe kind of likes her wanting to get back with her because she doesn't. She likes being chased, she right? She likes like the her, chase, yeah. On her beeper. Yeah, on her beeper. I love when she's like with Monica and it keeps beeping and she goes and puts it in the pot and then in the oven. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, one of my favorite Phoebe lines here, I don't know why, but it just sticks with me, is when she was like explaining how she and whatever her name is um, mm-hmm. used to run around or used to really <laughs> grow up together on the barge. And Monica's like, oh, I could just see you two running around on the barge. And Phoebe goes, you, you never, never run on a barge. On a barge, yeah. So good. Oh, it's so funny. I know. I love that I love part, that. too. I also love when she's like, oh, yeah, it was like the best when we sang together. It's the most fun I've had in like all my lives. Yeah. She's, <laughs> I love Phoebe. All Phoebes. Um, but I've realized then like when they're at the coffee shop and they like reunite and they're singing the Sticky Shoes song. Yeah. Folk music is like my least favorite kind of music. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. When Have I we? when I was like, what? It's folk. And you're like, well, if it tells a story, it's yeah. folk. Because I guess I always thought of that as just like, I consider it singer-songwriter, which is more than just folk, right? Like there's right. a lot of... Right. But it's just like one chick with an acoustic guitar. Right. It's but gotta if it's storytelling. Compa- or a guy, sorry. Yeah. A guy or a girl with a with a acoustic... Right, but you dislike... I the storytelling. Folk. I do. Yeah. It feels kitschy to me. The only folk I like and I is think Paul Simon is because Paul of Simon. Matt. Well, because of Matt, but also because he made it poppy and not just like this boring, weird story. So I didn't realize you can call me Al is Paul Simon. Yeah. And now I can't remember how that song actually goes. But the other day I was like... I was like, oh, this song. And then I realized what they were saying. Oh, I think it was playing on um, Netflix on like a show. Oh. And I, probably The Handmaid's Tale, because I've been, you know, watching, all, not on Netflix, <laughs> but watching all that. I, I have the closed captions on, and I think it was like saying what the lyrics were. I was like, huh? You can call me Al. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was call me out for many, That's many, what I many, thought it was, years. too. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're alone in that. I think that most people okay. think that. Because why would you Ugh. think it says you can call me? But he says, I can call you Betty. And Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. Ah. I don't know what it means, but it's we catchy haven't as hell. to the rest of the song story. <laughs> well, I know some hell. of the words, but I'm not going to sing them here. You should um, sing. Okay. Sing. Come on, everybody. 
But the beginning of the song says, a man walks down the street and says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I need a shot of redemption. Are you reading lyrics right now? No, I just know them. Oh. Matt, this is like Matt's favorite album, so I've heard it many times now. (laughs) With focused attention. You know, and like you, I mean, I've heard that song probably a million times in my life, but not when I was actually listening to it, if that makes sense. It's like on in a restaurant or like whatever. Um, yeah, of course. I would call that a Joe's Crab Shack song because when I worked at Joe's Crab Shack, there was all sorts of songs that I heard all the time, but I didn't know who sang any of them. And that was definitely one of the songs that they played a lot. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, it is like this weird little story, but all his songs are like that. Right. Okay. But they're also very poppy and fun and feature Lady Smith Black Mombazo <laughs> as the oh the music in the background. Oh my gosh, fun. Yeah. It's the only reason I know what that is either. Other than Mean, mean girls. girls. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know what they were talking. I didn't know who that was. It's the no, only reason neither. I have the reference. But Still anyway, don't. enough about folk music. We digress. We digress, as usual. Well, and to be fair, Sticky Shoe is a super annoying song. Yes, so. it is annoying. But a lot of folk music is like that. It. I feel like her first song that she's singing in the coffee shop is very different than Sticky Shoe. Yeah, like, you're right. The first one, would you consider that folk? I don't and remember the words, I but yeah, it's face. Yeah, that's I probably fall from grace. that's probably Just more regular like song, regular singer songwriter. Yeah, like indie right. acoustic type thing. Yeah, um, but folk is always very like I don't know if literal is the right word, but it's kind of like a play by play. Okay, I think. Whereas, like, I guess all songs tell a story in some way or are trying to convey something, but... Yeah, that's right. But it's you know, not, like, a step-by-step like narrative. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's more folky. Um, well, they have that cute reunion over Sticky Shoe. They do. Yeah. But it's short-lived. It's short-lived. And then she teaches her smelly cat. And she wants to sell it. And then she does. I do feel like... I don't know. What do we think? Like, part of me feels like Phoebe could have done one or two jingles. Maybe not with Smelly Cat, because that's her, you know, prized possession. But, like, part of me is like, Phoebe, just, like, do a couple so that you can, like, pay your rent for the year. And then yeah, and then that's it. You know, like, just do enough to live comfortably so that you can play guitar at the coffee shop. And you don't have to massage people. I know. I just think that's just not who she is, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's fair enough. But my thought, too, here's my other question is, so homegirl gets fired and then seeks Phoebe out and then gets her creative juices flowing again and then goes back to writing jingles. Do you think that was always her plan or do you think she wanted a reunion? Because I kind of fired. Is that what they say? She said, and then I couldn't come up with anything and they fired me. Oh, so this is like back in the day when she was on salary or something? Because normally it would just be like get contracted in to write a jingle. They could have had her on. I mean, an ad agency could hire someone. I mean, right? You could have someone on staff um, who so just like writes thinking, jingles. You're thinking, did she, did she come back with Phoebe just to get some more inspiration? Mm-hmm. Because that's what um, she left to do, and it kind of feels like oh. True. You could have been singing on the side for fun, but you weren't. 
and then suddenly you get fired and now come knocking on my I mean, door. I mean, she did come straight to the to yep. well, I guess she went to the place with the big fish and then they told her that Phoebe's at this coffee shop. So she did seek her out. Yeah. Um yeah, hard to say. So I'll just have to defer to JK Rowling here. Um what does she say? Well, she what has this say? one character. <laughs> she has this one character, um, Dolores Umbridge, who like always wears everything is like sickly pink, and everything is like cutesy and dainty and like sugary little cakes and like pretty pink little frilly stuff. Um, and she had said that like whenever there's somebody who presents that much like sweetness and cuteness and whatever she's like it's totally a cover for something dark and ugly and Mm. I don't know if she said the word evil but she was basically saying like don't trust somebody who presents that type of way all the time yeah um I think she then said that it was actually well don't quote me on this one JK if you're listening but um she was saying that I think she said that that was based on some teacher she had in school who like every day wore like a matching cutesy pink outfit but was Mm -hmm. like a horrible so woman. Yeah. Yes. And so I think she's so so for applying that principle, cutesy squeaky little whatever her name is, Tommy Pickles. Uh yeah, maybe she isn't. I mean, she did take one song and sell out right away, but I have to imagine like that money is really good and so I could see that being tempting, but I mean, she didn't hesitate. Oh, she didn't hesitate for a second. I mean, she ran, she got that song and she basically ran straight back to the ad agency and sold her out. Yeah. Um, yeah. She even brought it up and Phoebe explicitly said no and she did it anyway. Well, she said no. And then she said, look, if it means that much to you, you can have it, but that's the end of us. Like, right. if this, you know, and then, and then so she took it. But my thought is like, if Phoebe wanted to get litigious, uh, she could have proved that that girl stole her song because that contract did not seem binding. I know Ross says that a verbal contract is binding in the, binding in the state of New York, but for her to be like, if it means that much to you, you can have it, but that's the end of us. That doesn't seem like a, yes, take this and go, you know, make money off of it. Right. Well, I also think that's not Phoebe either. Like, she was just like, well, like... Yeah, that's that. She's not going to – she's just like, Mm-mm. if that's if you want to choose money, then yeah. you choose money. Right. And that, that's just – she wanted to know if this friendship was real or not. And clearly it wasn't. No, I, so I think that maybe that girl was always like that. shady. What do you yeah. think? I think she kind of – yeah, I think she came to Phoebe because she knew she needed a, a creative boost. And she um, like – like not that Phoebe's naive, but she knew that Phoebe wasn't going to mm-hmm. – she knows that Phoebe's not going to fight her for it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I do love at the end, she's like, I wrote a new song after they see the Smelly Cat commercial, which I mean, to be <sighs> honest, that is a perfect kitty litter jingle. I, I have to agree with what's her name, but it doesn't mean she should have stolen it. Right. Um. But I love when she's like, yeah, I wrote another song. You want to hear it? Jingle bitch, screw me over. <laughs> Go to hell, jingle horse. <laughs> I forgot that part. It's so funny. And I bought the right before that. She's like, you know, it's all about just moving on and putting mm-hmm, things in mm-hmm. the past and forgiveness. And then that's the, jingle bitch screwed me over. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. it's so funny. 
Phoebes. Oh, she's the best. We love you, Phoebes. You don't need her. You don't need her holding you back. No. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much it with her. We never see her again. Mm. Thank goodness with her annoying voice. Bye, Tommy Pickles. Um, Bye, Tommy Pickles. Uh, But um, we've also got Mark quitting. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Rachel has worked with him a whole, what, like one month? And Ross is getting everything he ever wanted. That's right. It's not a lot. It's Um, not long. I think it's four episodes, maybe five. We find this out because Ross interrupts Rachel at work again. Shocker shows up yeah and then you know and is like oh you're not coming home and and she's like well it's you know and mark's like it's my fault it's because i quit and then he's like oh well you know work Work comes comes first first. so he's doing that again your fave work comes first when it benefits me and only when it benefits me yeah um is the subtext of that quote (laughs) um but he's such a jerk to mark like i know he doesn't like him but just like be yeah what's the word making himself what's the word civil yes civil civil like you don't have to be his best friend you don't even really have to talk to him but regular hellos and goodbyes like be a civil adult otherwise you're just putting like he's just shooting himself in the foot because he's making himself look like a jerk yes it's it's so deeply unattractive it's so unattractive like you wouldn't want your boyfriend to come and like he she even says she's like He's my friend. Like, uh-huh. so it's not it's not just like, oh, he's this annoying coworker I have to work with. Don't yeah. bother saying hi to him. Right. But she's like, he's actually a really nice guy and I really like him. And he's never hit on me, which regardless of whether that was his intention or not, he hasn't actually done it. And so no. for Ross, for him to be like, oh, hey, Mar- hey, Ross, and him just be like, uh-huh, like, you're only making yourself look really yeah. bad. Because the truth is, is that we all have bad intentions from time to time. It's whether we act on them or not is yes, that's what matters like no one walks through life with only good intentions and only good thoughts everybody always has things that they think about or consider that would not be the right choice and we don't know if mark has considered this or not he probably has but he's not done anything so yeah. like just the way ross is acting based off nothing is just i mean we know i'm so over it also, but yeah but it's also just like you're playing. If that was Mark's he's playing right into he's his playing hand, right into oh, it. Oh like, gosh, I know. Be the bigger guy and don't be like a like an insecure, like whining puddle. I you know. know. And it's just like okay, Ross, you literally got exactly what you wanted. This guy is a pretty much out of the picture for the most part, right? So we find out he's not completely out of the picture. Um, well, that's probably why it bugs Ross because he finally thinks like, great, I never have to see this guy again. And then it's like, now you're spending your limited free time with him. Right. But like, okay, one event ever, <clears throat> you know, it's not like they have a weekly lunch date. No, I mean, he probably does see it as like, well, you know, this is just the start of them yeah, catching up. And I probably. do appreciate like, it doesn't sound like she has a lot of time out of work because yeah. she's been so busy. Um, but not to get too like real analysis of a sitcom here (laughs) but i think we're too far in for that disclaimer Mm -hmm. but um the behavior that ross is showing is problematic because it's like abusery behavior um yes in a way where he's like where she says okay so she says that she's going to go to this lecture with mark oh yeah he's like can we back up for a second uh when he's fake giggling in bed like 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so and oh I just marks and see you Saturday. How hilarious. And she's like Yeah. And I can't remember what she says later. And he's like, Am I supposed to laugh? She's like, I don't know. You thought see you Saturday was funny. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, because she's like well, I can't remember what she says, but she does make some joke. Oh, she says, like, if I stop that... playing with Chandler and Joey, oh, can Chandler I play with Joey Mark can... instead? Because yeah, he's like, you have enough friends. And then she's like, well. Um, oh my gosh. You thought, see, you Saturday was funny. Right. So the fact that, like, that is a very normal thing. It is something that's like, it's a daytime lecture related to their job that they're both very interested in. Mm-hmm. She's trying to forge, you know, she's networking at the same time. Like, it's really important. For her mm-hmm. career, um, and she's motivated, and Ross is like, "Well, I'll go to that with you," and so it's like, "Okay, so she's not a lot like, yeah, if it was a woman, he wouldn't care, but it's like, it's not. He happens to be getting a promotion, and he happens to be a guy, and like, that's actually a really good connection for her to mm-hmm. have. Yeah, and he's not, you know, as far as we can tell, he's not one of those guys that's trying to be like, well, sleep with me and all, you know? Right. So it's like he's, and then Ross is just, I don't know, the fact that he's like trying to keep her from like her friends and her network, it's yep. like isolating. And it, it, I don't know, it throws up the red flags for me. Well, and I thought, okay, if his intentions were good and he was like, I would love to go to that lecture with you. And he actually went and was supportive that would have been oh, the right way to go about that it, right? That is another super problematic situation. Oh, yeah. But if he would have been like, you know, she does have limited free time, yes. And he, he actually... But he should have just said that. Like, right. you know, you're so busy. You have limited free time. But I can see that this is important to you. Let's go out for brunch afterwards or right. something like that. And so then she wouldn't be like, oh, well, Mark and I got hungry after the lecture. So then we went to lunch. It's like, right. no, do the lecture thing with him. But then, like, let me take you out. You know, he could have said something like that. Yes. And once again, you know, Rachel works a little bit too much and it's a problem. And Ross can have dinosaur emergencies all day. And everybody comes to his lectures all the time. Well, she mentions that. Yes. So so they go to the, I mean, okay, I was going to say Barbados, but I guess that's also because it's in Barbados. Right. he like they go to the lecture. He is not paying attention, oh and my then gosh. starts distracting so, her. It's so rude, and it makes anything. It makes it seem like any. And I mean, this is part of what it comes down to. He doesn't take her work seriously. No, that becomes very Which apparent is later. So, and I can't think of the right word. I don't know if belittling is right, but like it is. It's disrespectful it's and so it's demeaning. Disrespectful. Right? Okay. Yeah. Maybe she's in an entry level position. Maybe she's not curing cancer, but she is on the path mm. that will get it's her where she wants to go. It's because she's in fashion, and he doesn't right. see that. He as thinks meaningful. it's vapid. Right. But it's right. important to her. It's important, and and like think that it's meaningful or not like it's a multi-billion dollar industry so i I think it's said best in the devil wears prada when and half the way like cerulean the cerulean sweater you think you're above this but really you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room and it's so true like we all get dressed we all follow trends whether we think we do or not yeah and what she's doing you know is important and it's important to her so it doesn't actually matter if it's important to the rest of the world. And like, even if he can think that fashion is as shallow as he wants, but like, she's not stupid. There's a lot of money in fashion. She oh, can yeah. be successful I mean, in she it. She could work at and Gucky so, one day. 
she could work at Gucky. Um, but the fact that like they're in the lecture hall and he's just looking at her like, you're so pretty. It's like, oh, I know it's so it's, rude. It's like really infantilizing in a way where he's just like, so what? So you want her to ignore? Like she is trying to learn. Yes, it's about strappy back dresses, but like it's things that are relevant to her industry. It's information that she can take for because she works with the buyer. She so this works is with like the buyer. Yes. Perfectly relevant information for her to show an edge and get ahead. And instead, you just want to basically have like a high school relationship while you're staring in each other's eyes and doodling. Yeah. Instead of like letting her pay attention to something that's important for her job. Yeah, so that I'm, like, I'm just like, oh, it's so annoying to me because I'm like, you're basically trying to be like, trying to distract her with like mm-hmm. petty little like, you're pretty. Like, it's get so, out of here. It's horrible. And honestly, like he could have gone and just listened and pretended that he was listening. He shouldn't have been there. He should not have been he there. He shouldn't. But he if should he not was going to volunteer himself, himself to go... He should at least have the decency to stay awake and look And then forward talk to or, her about it afterwards yes, and be like, that, oh, so what did you think about that? Yeah, that's what I'm like, you know, he could have set himself up for a positive situation here. And instead, he just was doing it to cock block Mark. Well, I was going to say, he didn't need to do. He didn't, he didn't actually care. He just wanted right. to insert himself and his right. physical presence right. in that situation. Right. So it's really frustrating because it's mm-hmm. just like that again is what abusers do is like keep people from other notes. Like, yeah, I know. It's too not serious. good. But like, but like being like, no, I'll, you can hang out with me. We can do he, it. Like but I said last to, time, he's sheepdogging her. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And then to try to just be like, yeah. So to like show up in the first place is inappropriate. Again, like I say, he should have been like, have fun. Let's have lunch afterwards. I'll take you out for lunch and I want to hear about how it went. Like, let her talk about things she's excited about, Ross. Honestly, this is a lot of guys. A lot Mm -hmm. of guys do this. Mm -hmm. And if they think that, because I, so I have um, quite a few friends who are single and dating and they're like, you know, you go on a date with some guy and they want to talk about themselves and what they are interested in or what they do for work the whole time. Mm -hmm. And they either so one of my friends like she is very high achieving and has her own side business and is like you know has a good job in a corporate world and so like they will make comments to her like wow that's intimidating or like okay we'll point to you I guess like that kind of thing where it's like they're actually intimidated by her or they just won't even ask her any questions at all and just want her to keep talking about them. So it's not every guy, so obviously, but there's right. a lot of guys that just cannot handle like somebody else having, they, they either don't want to hear about it or if they do realize like, oh crap, like this is actually on par. It's not just a fashion job or whatever, mm-hmm. coffee house job. Like then they start to just be like, Ugh. it's like they're fragile little. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know why it happens like that, but it's common. Yeah. So Ross is uh, not, he's not alone in this. And you know what? So when they get back from the lecture and she's like, you know, you're like snoring in the middle of this thing and distracting me and she's obviously mad and rightfully so. And he's like, oh yeah. And she's like, well, I've come to your lectures and listened to whoever. Professor Pitt stands. And he's like, yeah. And basically, Yeah. yeah. And basically... What he says in in so many words is, well, my work's important and yours isn't. Because he's like, yeah, yeah 100 million people would go see a, a movie called Jurassic Parka. Um, and 
only the day before when he was like, honey, I would love to come with you. I buy clothes. I even pick them out. I'm interested in fashion. Da, 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 da. Like you volunteered for this and pretended to be interested. And now you're insulting her. Yeah. Ugh, it's I would so have been, cringy. I would have been so mad oh, if somebody he, did oh, this. To, furious. To because furious. It, that's it. It's like she was so excited. He came and ruined it. And then mm-hmm. had the audacity to like not apologize, but instead to demean her and call her work unimportant. Yep. The Devil Wears Prada wasn't out back then. I don't know how many people saw that. I mean, no. yes, the Jurassic Park franchise does make more money, but like it's mostly kids, Ross. Don't pat yourself on the back. It's all children. Yeah, and one whole movie. Like I get the time it was just the one, hey. I mean it was a book how many- series, but Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that his work isn't important. It definitely is, but so is hers. Well, that's you know. also not how we should judge importance of work. Otherwise, uh, right. being a superhero no. would be the most important job. Um, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like everybody's work holds importance because without without people who do work, we could not get through the day. I would yeah. not be able to live in my house if there were not people running the power plant or people picking yes. up my garbage. Yes, yes, um, yes. that's true. Or you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, so he is. It's more so than just thinking like, oh well, fashion doesn't matter. It's like no. bec- he's he's kind of caught up in that academia world where they think they're smarter than everybody. Yes, it's very it's very rude. I don't know. And then they just both rude? get really petty, and it's it's gross. I yeah, just, I they hate do. that. But um, at the end when he's like, you know. I'm just not part of it and it yeah. wants me out. You're and slipping away and yeah. You're slipping away. And that also like I think she handles that really graciously. Um, because uh his work doesn't involve her either, and no one's work really involves their partner unless they work in the same industry. Work together. Like yeah. Matt, I'm not involved in Matt's work and he's not really involved in mine. Yeah, we might do something for the other one or help each other or whatever. But we're not involved in each other's work at all. And I don't I don't think that that's weird. I think that's extremely but normal. You guys aren't insecure about it. Right. Is the other thing. But, but so. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think most couples are involved in each other's work. I, I don't. No. And I, I guess, like, there's, like, after work things, like, where you'd maybe come meet each other's partners and stuff. But he totally. ruined that when he was so rude to Mark. Oh, totally. I wouldn't invite him made to anything. Himself, yeah, made himself, like, not a you know person a safe person that you can bring to your work thing right and it's like they go to all of his so maybe that's what he's thinking is like but you do know all my work people and nobody there's a threat and blah 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 but it's like look I sorry that's going off topic um yeah she does handle it well and she's like this is something for me and it's good because it's challenging and I get to be the one to do it like literally never in her life no she's what 27 28 at this point between 26 to 28 and she has never had something that was like hers and challenging and like her decision to do and to actually try so you'd think he'd be so encouraging and being like oh my god like he's been in the working world for a while now he could help her with advice on how to you know like do that or like celebrate milestones with her yeah but instead, he wishes that she still worked at the coffee house where he knew her hours and could see her the entire time and, yeah, and had no her. conflict where, you know, she didn't have to work yeah. late because she was working 4 to 10 or whatever. But it's just very annoying. But when she's like, yeah. it's for me and it's scary, but I'm doing it. And is that okay? And he's like, yeah. And then he hugs her and shakes his head with that big no. I was like, what? 
How like, is that he clearly not doesn't okay? Get it. Well, he, he, I just he just don't understand. He's because he's he's just being really insecure. And when she's like, "Yeah, you're not part of it. It's it's mine." And then he's like, he's just really like, "What? What do you mean? Like, you don't want me to be part of it?" He finds that as like insulting, but it's like. It's just, it's hard because it's like, well, what if she showed up at your work every day and asked oh my questions gosh. and like ruined your, like you were in the middle of a meeting or a conference call and she was like, we'll get to that episode anyway. But do you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing that he just can't put it in context. Like nobody bothers you at work, but again, he thinks that's because his work is important and nobody right. else's is. Right. Yeah. It's not looking good, you guys. It is not looking good. It's just really, yeah, he's just being really intrusive. And it's like, I don't know, man. It, he's just too insecure. Because yeah. it's like, if he wasn't, then he he wouldn't have to worry about her focus being, because that's it. Her focus is no longer on him. He's not the most exciting thing happening in her life mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And now she has this other exciting thing, and he doesn't know about it. He's not interested in it. He can't be part of it. He tried and it, you know, blew up in his face because he wasn't actually being supportive. And like that just really scares him. So I don't know. She she says all that and she is being really and honestly, like this is a this is a challenge for her. So I remember my first corporate job and um a a point where my boyfriend got really, really unsupportive and me just and, and like really needy mm-hmm. and I understand that sometimes people need your attention and they can't help that. But like, you can also tell in a relationship where I'm pretty sure he was doing it because my focus was elsewhere. Mm. And it just, I just remember saying to him at one point, like, this is the biggest deal in my life to date. And here you are trying to pull my attention away. I think it was like my final interview for my first corporate job. And he like showed up at my house in this like very weird mental state and like basically just like wouldn't leave and needed all this attention and care. And I remember being so mad, quietly mad, because I was like, okay, I'm not going to like scream at him just in case he is like having some sort of whatever. Yeah. But I remember thinking like, I have an interview tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And here he shows up like late the night before requiring all this attention and focus. And in my head, I just remember thinking, how dare you? You know, right. like right. this this is something like I... I don't know. He had other yeah. friends at the time too. So it's not like he need, I was the only right. one that could have helped him. Right. But I just remember thinking this is so selfish of you. It's so selfish. And you know what else it reminds me of, Ash? Hmm. Um, your high school boyfriend when we went to your sister's wedding. And he, Oh yeah, do you think that's what he was doing? Yeah. He remember he like we were doing something and he was literally like trying to pull you away. And he got we were so playing mad. video games. Yeah, and he Why could have he played play with, with us. us. I don't know because he didn't like it's not what that he wanted you to and do. I. Yeah, because he wanted all your attention, and he didn't like that I was getting it. It was boys. Stop being was, like this. And he did it at at the wedding too. Remember? Um, I don't really. I I see. It's another thing where I think rather than dealing with it, I just quietly like compartmentalized, and I was like, nope, like quietly see because I don't remember much. I don't remember him much from that at all. Like, I don't remember seeing him at the wedding. Yeah. Well, because you were busy being the maid of honor. He had to sit with you. (laughs) But he was, like, stewing the whole time because you weren't paying attention to him. And I was like, she's literally the maid of honor. And it is her sister's wedding. Like, it's not your wedding. 
you didn't have any other friends there. Like, he could have no. hung out with you. You guys could have had a great time. Instead of he was just moping. But you did know it was annoying because you broke up with him on the flight home. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> well, we had a talk that night. Yeah. Um, when we went back to the house, we had a talk. And I was just, I remember saying that, like, you know, this is, a, but I don't remember necessarily why. I think that was, like, there was probably a lot leading up to it. But I did, for everybody listening at home, I did break up with him. On the Southwest oh Airlines flight home from Minnesota to Florida when Renee <laughs> went to the bathroom. And I was like, here's my chance. I don't know why I thought like this two-minute window Ooh, of the Renee plane. going to the bathroom. And then we just had to on sit the on the plane. Ooh. Why didn't I wait until we... I think because I had tried to break up with him then. Oh, this is what it was. So the night before, it was the night of um, the night after the wedding. We all went back to you know the house. And I think I tried to break up with him. But he was like, now I see so much more clearly that like... I don't remember if he used the words I love you or whatever. I think yeah. we were saying I love you to each other, but it was like a high school relationship. Yeah. And I think he was just being like, I, I I was so upset because I saw what it was like to not have you or something like that. And was just like basically was like reconfirming like like his commitment and this was it. And he really, you know, was into me and really wanted to like make it work. And I was just like, no. I was like, that's really nice of you to say, but I think I might have used the phrase day late and a dollar short where I was yeah. like, I was like, that's really nice of you to say, but actually this has solidified to me that this mm-hmm. is not a relationship I want to be in. And like your behavior has shown me that time and time again. And this just like sealed it. Yeah. And Cause it's like, he like what he was explaining was keeping <clears throat> you in a glass box for only him to interact with. Yeah. And And so I saw that and I was like, no, thank you. And I think he was like, oh, man, I can see that you can thrive without me. That's scary. I really want (laughs) I really want you, you know, next. Yeah. And so that so I tried to break up with him the night before he was like, no, like now we're stronger than ever. And I was like, no, yeah, no, we're not. Um, so on the plane, I did it. And maybe because I just didn't want to have to then like set another date to go see yeah, him and totally. have another conversation totally. where he could try to like strong arm it the other direction. Definitely because I was also like, how old were we? Like 17? We were 17. <clears throat> we were going to turn like was... 18 in like six, three to six months. It's not like I was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it was in January. It's not like I was good at being like, no, this is what I want. And, you know, I was kind of still thinking that, like, unless somebody did something, you had to have, like, a reason to break up. Right. And just, like, right. I'm right. not into this anymore wasn't yeah. reason enough. So right. I think I was just like, I'm going to do this now where he can't argue with me about it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to see him again because we're yeah. broken up. Like, yep. <laughs> so sorry about putting you in that awkward situation. Girl, I was supportive <laughs> of that because at, really? I had just, when we, I just remember us being at your sister's house and we're all hanging out, but he very much made it like we were hanging out. And I feel like he took all of his anger out on me. I don't really remember how, but he was either trying to like, but I literally remember you and I talking and him like kind of doing what Ross is doing where he's like, you're so pretty, like trying to pull you the other way. And I'm thinking, can we just finish this conversation and then so transparent. move forward? I yeah. remember I remember him like we were in the, my sister's apartment and him like slamming the door and leaving. Yes. Yes. And we were like, that was that. We, that was that day. Yeah, and I remember us being like, do you even know how to get back here? Like, right. you've never been in Minnesota before. Like, yeah. he was, like, walking around downtown Minneapolis. And I was like, This is hey. pre-cell it's phones. Like, in January. I was like, it's freezing, so good luck with that. It wasn't pre-cell phones. I think we had cell phones because we were 17. Sorry, pre-like we iPhones. Yeah, so we weren't, like, texting. I couldn't find my friend. But, like, right. I, I 
think that I might have texted no him Google Maps. or called him. And I think he was all angry. But I was yeah. just like, do you have a key? Like, we have to buzz you back into this building. Yeah. Like, you didn't think this through. Yeah. He was just being really immature. Yes. And, and he wanted you to, like, chase after him, I think. And you know, though, Ash, I honestly well, do Well, we were think playing Mario Kart, so we I wasn't were about playing to Mario do that. Kart. <laughs> um, I also, I do, I do truly believe that we have probably not prevented well we have probably prevented dum-dums from dating each other for a long yes. time yes and i do think that it would have been a lot easier for guys even with like our entire friend group like we were just a really solid group and yeah. we were completely fulfilled as people having friends we yes. were not looking yep. for that yep. validation yep. in boyfriends we were not so as easy to pick off we weren't yep. and and like i think some of it is just immaturity like i think his actions in that time were immaturity like I'm sure he's grown up to be a more reasonable boyfriend you know he was 18 so he he was was 18 18 year old boy right yeah and so I'm not saying like everybody who acts like that as a teenager you know we were also very irrational as teenagers but I do think that there is something about that um that you can really grow out of and see like oh your your girlfriend can have friends it doesn't mean she doesn't want to date you Anyway, I do think that we avoided a lot more of those by always having each other and like other good girlfriends because thank we were just always doing our thing. Oh, thank you for being a friend. But you know what yeah, I mean? Totally like it's a true. lot easier yep. for a guy to weasel in and get possessive um, or a girl to weasel in and get possessive of a guy. Like girls do this too um, when they don't so, have like a good friend unit around them already. Yep, I think you're totally right. And so I think that's why like – it, it, it is dangerous for people getting so serious when they're younger because you just haven't really had an opportunity yeah. to mature out of it's that. It's just how you learn. Like, it's just how you learn. You ha- that's it. You have to learn. So you have to have a lot of these different relationships, like romantic and just friends, like learning boundaries and relationships and learning. Right. Because like, some friends can to be really take possessive. Totally. Or like, yeah, just treat you like crap, you know, or in ways Mm -hmm. that you, you have to kind of learn how to say like in a kind way, like, hey, actually that's, you know, sorry, but that's not okay. Because that person probably didn't know, they probably didn't, you know, have good relationships to know that either. So it's like, we're all just learning it. Um, So Ben and I started watching this Japanese show called Terrace House. Have you heard about it? No. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And it's quite like it's popular in one of those like weird Japanese. It's essentially real world. So they choose these like three guys, three girls to live in this house. Um, The most recent season is in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure they live there for a year and a half is what they say. I know. But the thing is, you're allowed to have a job. You're allowed to, like, maintain all your old friends. Like, you can go do whatever you want. So, you know, like, in the real world, it was like they all had to work together and had to do everything together. Gotcha. Um, They're not so closed off, but they do have to live in this house. They probably do certain activities. And the whole point is that you're supposed to pair off and, like, find romance. Oh. um, Which is really interesting. Is that what The Bachelor in Paradise is about? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Except you're, like, watch that either marooned in an on a you're on an island for two weeks yeah and random hot strangers well not strangers because you know about them from previous seasons of the bachelor but yeah like random hotties start showing up throughout the season so it's this whole strategic thing about like well i'm actually here because i want to meet up with eric but he's not here yet so i have to like con someone else into keeping (laughs) you know giving me their rose so i can stay another week in the hopes that eric shows up it's 
yeah. Anyway, but Terrace House is, um, so we started watching it last night and I know it has a big global following. So if any of you guys listening, listen, watch Terrace House, please give me a shout. Um, this is Ashley. Let me know. Tara, but, um, like the person? Terrace. Like, terrace, like in like the UK. A patio. Yeah, like a terrace house. Okay. Like those row gotcha. of terrace homes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of like a townhouse, but a terrace house. Yes. I was sense. hearing yeah, sorry, a not person saying like Tara's house. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. That gets confusing. Um, but in the episode we watched last night, it was like all the three people or all the initial six people showed up and they're kind of getting to know each other. And they're talking about like, oh, how are you in relationships? What do you look for? Whatever. And one of the oldest guy in the house is 31. And he was like, you know, I kind of want somebody that like, I think it might just be a translation thing because the way he says it, it's like, huh? But I was like, oh, it's probably just a bad, like, it just doesn't translate well. Um, but he, because it's all in Japanese. But he was basically saying like, I want somebody who um, is there for emotional support, but like, doesn't, isn't going to like, like basically lives their own life. Like, I can see them at home, but like if I want to go out with my friends, they're not going to be like texting me every 10 minutes. Like, well, who are you with? What are you doing? Where are you right. now? You know, like that kind of stuff. And when he said it, I was like, well, that seems a little shady. But then I was like, well, but actually that's totally true. Like this is exactly the point. And so he says that. And the two other girls are like 20 and 22. And they're like, oh, I would get so jealous if my boyfriend acted like that. I'd be so worried. And the 28-year-old girl is like – no, I feel the same way he does. And she's like, now, once I turned 28, I was kind of like, it's fine. I'd rather my partner be their own person. Yeah. So I think what you're saying, like, it probably is an age thing too. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of, you grow out of it a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, watch Terrace House. It's fun. Ooh, okay. They agree Ad- with us. Adds on. to Q. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's not, we, we know it's not good right now. Um, no, they're arguing a lot. Ugh, it's just yeah. sad that it's like they're arguing so much. And it's something that's so good for Rachel. It's yes. not even like – and at the time, it's we don't even meet Joanna yet. And we don't even see what a biatch she is. Right. And so it's not like, oh, she's in this ter- – like she's in this job where they treat her like crap. And, you know, and she's being – like she's, she's loving it. She's so mm-hmm. excited about yeah. it. And – and yeah. now all they can do is argue because Ross is insecurities. Mm. Anyway, should we talk about the last part of this episode? We should because it's the best part. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. So, when they're at the coffee house and we're hearing hearing about the place with one big fish or all the big fish. Um Chandler goes to the bathroom and someone's in there and it turns out it's this girl named Ginger who's like really cute and she comes out and he's chit-chatting with her and clearly wants to, you know, Spend more time with a, her. He's doing a good job flirting. He is of. doing a good job flirting. Um, and she kind he's of like, a- she kind of like uh, pulls at the thread a little bit. She's like, don't you have to use the bathroom? And he's like, no, no, I'd, I'd rather stay here and talking to you. And then he's like, yeah, no, actually, yeah, I do have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they kind of hit it off. And when she goes to leave, she sees Joey and he brilliantly... Hides behind hides the coat rack. Behind the coat rack. And then nice he's like, move. like a cartoon close rabbit. call. <laughs> yeah. Oh like such a coward. I'm like, and here's the thing. Obviously, we don't know in that moment why he's hiding, but one can only assume it's because he slept with her and never called her back. Because I'm thinking, if you're, you know what, if you're going to sleep with women and never call them back, I guess that's your thing, whatever. But at least be man enough to see them in public and like, 
own it, you know? Well, I think that's why when he was like, ooh, close call, like, yeah. he was happy that um, he didn't actually, it wasn't the fact that she saw him, it's that he didn't have to talk to her. Right. Which I just think is so cowardly. Um, it's but so I love cowardly. when they are, uh, when he's like, oh, no, Chandler met this girl, and if he dates her, he's going to find out what I did. It's the worst thing ever. And I love how Monica's like, well, we'll just wait for him to tell us. And yeah, it will be so much more fun. And Phoebe's like, yeah, you're really not making us want to hear this less, you know, which is yeah. so true when someone tries to be like, oh, no, you don't want to know. You're like, actually, yeah, I do want to know because and they're like, it sounds really very bad. intriguing. Yeah. Um, but I love when he's telling the story and he's like, yeah, we went up, we went up north and I cooked her dinner. She's like, you gave her food poisoning. He's like, I wish. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're by the fire. And then I threw what I thought was a log on the fire. You threw the dog in the fire. I wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when it's like, it must be really bad if you wish you accidentally killed her dog. Killed her dog. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, did I not mention that she has a wooden leg? <laughs> And yeah, so he threw her leg on the freaking fire and then ran. Yeah, just so I was ran. Say, the worst part of that entire story. Yes. Like that was a mistake. He could yes. have like he could have I don't know. She probably would have been really irate. But again, the coward's way out. The fact that he ran, he left a one-legged woman in, in the a woods. cabin alone by herself oh to figure out how to like get over it and get home. That is the worst part. So he never apologized. Didn't even help yeah. her. No. Gosh. Just, yeah. Pure coward. Um, that's, that's, yeah. Because, you know, it was a mistake. The whole, like, maybe was. you guys could have laughed about it eventually. Yeah. Totally. Um, But, yeah. So we learned this about Joey. Apparently the worst thing he's ever done. Do we think? Do you think there's anything else that's worse that we can think of? Um, he's done a lot of bad stuff, but I think that is i think that's the worst yeah. i can't remember everything the leaving right now, her part if, the yeah yeah the fact part, that he yeah. just left her um so everyone else out there if there's something worse that you can think of tell us send us we'll put a poll on our instagram but i think this is it yeah i think that might be the worst one yeah that i can think of um but yeah so he just leaves her and uh chandler finds out about the leg and he's a little freaked out by it. But I love when Monica's like, so she sounds like the real deal. She's got the, the whole package. package. <laughs> he's like, Joey told you about the leg. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I could see how that would be like something to get used to. And I think that Ginger herself says it the best. Like, it's okay that it bothers you. I just need to know how much. Like, yeah. Are you just more like curious or unsure? Or like, does it truly freak you out? Because if so, you know. I'm going to go. Um, it was also just, not the age of body positivity. That's really been a last, it was not. you know, that's true. five years type thing. So that's very true. Um, but yeah, but I mean, fair enough for her for being like, yeah, that's fine. Just like, can you get past it or not? You know? Right. Yeah. She's being very mature. Very strong, confident woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they unlike start. Ross. Unlike Ross, who is not a strong, She's confident a woman strong, who confident does need woman. to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But they start making out, and he, she finds his nubbin. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, I, I always think it is funny. I feel like this is a kind of a classic sitcom move where somebody with a weird thing thinks somebody else's weird thing is unforgivable. 
Right. Um, I feel like there's other. I can't think of any right now, but I feel like that is a good sitcom thing. Um, but yeah, she's like, oh, I realized I actually have to go. It's nubbin. I mean, nothing. Nothing. Um, yeah, yeah. But I also love that that she's like, you have three nipples. He's like, well, you know, two regular ones and a nubbin. Like, he just two regular one nubbin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I don't have a third nipple. I don't really know what it would look like, but it kind of just sounds like a big mole, right? What would you? Th- um, I mean, I dated a guy with a nubbin. Okay, can, tell us more. It looks like a tiny nipple. Like okay, it's like a much smaller little nipple that is just like imagine a normal nipple. Somebody like copied and pasted it and then like shrunk it down to like it's like bad quarter, Photoshop, quarter size or like half yeah yeah um it and... almost is like it is kind of almost like a little mole or something but right yeah. because i'm like nipples are like in a very specific place um so to imagine one somewhere else like i can imagine it but i feel like it would just be like oh that mole really looks like a nipple <laughs> i guess i don't know or like a weird skin tag yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Okay. Um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, did it freak you out? Did it not freak you out? Was it just part of life? I Me? Mean, um, none of us are perfect. I didn't, I didn't care that much. Um, it. I think I didn't care that much, especially at first. I think it did come to bother me a little bit but I to be honest with you I think it's because he bothered me right (laughs) (laughs) we can't blame everything on the nubbin no honestly like I was thinking about that and I was like towards the end of the relationship like I just not the word grotesque is really mean but it was just like you know when you're like need to get out of a relationship and you're Mm -hmm. like I do not want to touch that person everything about them is like making me cringe right but I think think it was just headed that direction and so it was like so I was never like ew you've got a third nipple but it was just like there were the that was the that was low on the list of things right. about, like i would maybe it was on the list of what bothered me but it was very low on the list there was so many other things that bothered right. me about well him. and i'm also thinking like as far as weird body things i feel like that's a pretty minimal offense like a lot of people have weird things on their body right like nobody's perfect yeah and it's um, exactly it it's not that big of a deal i i think maybe if it was on their face that would be a little well, bit yeah hard. that would be different You'd hope he would have got it removed if it was on his face. You'd think. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like otherwise I would just be like, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. It's not the weirdest. I also feel like having a prosthetic leg is not the weirdest either. Like, I I Totally. That's how I think. I mean, it's definitely something, I don't know anybody with a prosthetic leg. But it's just more more that it's uncommon than it is And And I think that's more... um, affects your daily life a lot more like oh okay well you know I've got to buy a certain type of shoe or I've got to you know shower differently and it's not like oh it's this huge thing it's just like oh okay well you've got to alter your life a little bit around that so that's something that like yeah you do need your partner to be on board whatever she's allowed to be grossed out by his skin thing she is um, it's just funny yeah it is funny it it didn't yeah I don't know yeah it's just well um if anybody needs help getting over a nubbin, apparently Ashley's the person to help coach you through it. Um, so send her all the pictures of nubbins. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I was thinking, I just thinking about that old boyfriend is grossing me out. Right. But I think, I mean, it's totally that. Like when you're not into somebody anymore, 
you can find a lot of things wrong and when you like somebody you can ignore you can excuse a lot yep. of things yep 100 um, percent. that's just life you know but yeah that's life anyway um so i don't really have i, I have nothing more to say i mean nothing um, I don't, Rini, I don't want to finish this episode because then that means we have to talk about next episode. I know, episode. I know. I'm really sad for do next it. week. Oh, not as sad as I am after. for in two weeks. Oh, I know. And, oh, it's rough. Don't I'm make really us do sad. it, you guys. Okay, the end, the end. Friends is over. Everything's fine. <sighs> it's not uh, But really, though, although I don't want to do it, what we're currently dealing with is not good either. Like... This has to end. No, you're right. No, you're right. It has Just to squabbling end. It's not fun, but it is really it it's not good. It's time. I guess I just like watching this show. It you can you can like, "Ooh, I empathize. I've been there before whatever." But like talking about this and picking it apart in so much detail, I it feel is. like I'm, it feels so much more real, doesn't it? It does. I feel like I'm putting myself And then cuz now when you're like you're like, you know, what we're about to enter into too, like yeah, there's a couple bad episodes coming up, but then I'm like, but then there are like seasons worth of like hurt. And yeah. I was like, oh, are we going to carry that around with us? We're like, oh my yes. God, I don't want to like, it just feels so tangible. We're all going to be paying for extra baggage on this flight. Oh, wow. That's all I know. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you didn't laugh. I kind of thought you would. It was it was pretty dad of you, Renee. That was a pretty dad joke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we're only going to get through this together. So we can do it as yes. long as you guys are with us. So thank yes. you. Otherwise, the end. <sighs> otherwise, the end. So Because okay. otherwise, so it's just it? us two weirdos talking to each other. About real sad stuff. Yeah. Not good. So yeah, that's it for this one. That's it for life as we know Ever. it. Yeah. That's um, okay. We'll see you guys next week. Which is season three, episode 15, the one where Ross and Rachel take a break. All right. We'll okay. see you guys then. We can do it. Okay. See you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.